Hi there and welcome. Today I'm pleased to welcome author Von Galt to my channel and podcast. Von has been a Buddhist for 40 plus years and has a great wealth of metaphysical and spiritual knowledge. I'm fascinated to learn more about Buddhism today and bring you several spiritual topics as perceived from the perspective of Buddhism. Von has authored a number of books including her most recent Buddhist mandalas explore parallel realities with sacred geometry and she has a fantastic YouTube channel and podcast called Merkaba Chakras. All the links are in the description and so welcome Von and I believe you've got another book coming out soon as well. Can you tell us about that? Oh yes, the, um, it, it is the follow-up to the first Buddhist mandalas book um, which is Explore Parallel Realities with Sacred Geometry. And we go a little bit further down the rabbit hole into book two with Buddhist mandalas, uh, Christ's Consciousness of a Multidimensional Merkaba. So um, very advanced topics. If you want, you can read them separately or you can, you know, read them in order. But, um, and then I'm going to take a break and then I'll close up the Trinity series of Buddhist mandalas with the third one, which pretty much just tells you the whole game and the game rule and all that. So th- this whole journey that, that we're, we're going through. Well, I hope we can get into some of that today. It sounds like a lot of really interesting information that you're putting out there for people. So I hope I can get a taste of that with, uh, with the questions I put together. So, Moving on to the first one then, how would a Buddhist describe Earth's or humanity's ascension to 5D? Because I know you, you specialize a lot in ascension and moving to 5D. So what would you think about that then? Right, right. So, um, you know, the, I, I want to really clarify um, the concept of awakening and ascension because these are buzzwords right now and you have different fringe groups like QAnon and this and that and whatever using the same buzzwords and then confusing people so in Buddhism and I I really want to make this clear because we don't mix into any of these low vibe kind of associations Uh, in Buddhism Buddhism is almost 2600 years old um, it's an offshoot of Hinduism from the Vedas, um, which is, they've said maybe almost 7,000 or longer, um, which goes into old folklores of Lemuria and other ancient civilizations, which is in another book project that I have tabled for a while. <laughs> but anyways, but it's a very, very old ancient topic. And awakening is very foundational. Awakening, um, like the word bood is a Sanskrit word that means bud, B-U-D-H. And what that basically means is to awake, to awake within the journey, awake within samsara. So somebody who's awake sees the greater nature of reality. That's basically an awakening. Very, very simple. Um, And there's processes to that because you don't go from zero to a thousand. Some people might, but they might blow their fuse, but most people do it on a gradual basis but anyways that's awakening um it's just to be is somebody who realizes that they exist in a holographic reality that's responding to the commands of the user 
which results in consciously creating their reality, both individually and also collectively. Okay. And then ascension is, again, a very ancient term um, that we don't want to get misused inappropriately with these different, I call them 3D um, campaigns and PRs, but we don't want them to get mixed up with that because ascension is basically raising your energetic frequency by living the best version of you. And as a result, you positively affect not only yourself, but also those around you. And when you level up your Merkaba or your mandala to Christ consciousness and above, which resides at a fifth dimensional awareness, um, you create your reality much more fluidly. So there's a lot of metaphysics in those statements. Um, that's why a lot of quantum physics love Buddhism because it really kind of taps into um, that area of exploration of consciousness and reality. But that's basically what ascension is. It's just kind of leveling up your energy field towards Buddhahood. And then if you want to, you can um, go right into Nirvana, which I'll explain a little bit later, or you can continue the game of samsara and do another go around in a different experience. But that's what that is. And the other things I really, really want people to understand at this time too, because a lot of people um, don't necessarily understand where some of these terminology and words come from in, in indigenous cultures. And it's not fair to the indigenous cultures uh, and indigenous traditions like Buddhism, like Jainism, like Hinduism, um, like Native American and others who have these um, sacred concepts that are being misused by fringe groups. So like the swastika, for instance, and it's in my book, um, book one of Buddhist mandalas, it is a ancient symbol for your Merkaba and how it moves. It's a symbol of abundance. It's not to be used for hatred or division. And unfortunately, um, the Nazi organization at the time used that because they were almost sure that most people in that continent were not going to ever meet somebody in Asia that knew what it meant. But if you go to Asia, it's all over our temples and it's a positive thing. So, you know, we're, we're taking that back. We're clearing for that to everybody. And the thing that it's happening again with like the OK symbol. OK, that in the cover of Buddhist mandalas, Kuan Yin, the famous female Buddha and teacher Kuan Yin, she does. This is a meditation pose amongst many. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter what way you put it. It's a meditation pose um, to help you get into that frequency to connect with consciousness. It is not ever to be misused or represented for a symbol of division or hate. So if, um, if people understand and they come across Buddhism and all these ancient forms and um, techniques and modalities, they will find it is about consciousness and unity and love. And it should never be misused for division. And if it isn't being misused for division, then you know those people are very young souls who have a long way to go. Mm-hmm. I understand. Okay, I want to clarify that because right now it's a very, very heated topic, especially in the United States, because they don't know. Mm. What do you think it does to the person when they use those symbols incorrectly? Do you think it does anything or does anything? It to doesn't mask- have any power for them because they don't know how to use it. Mm-hmm. Okay, I see. Okay, but but it doesn't have any power because they don't know how to use it. And then when they all of a sudden come across, like um, it would be like somebody who has 
for a long time recognized um, the swastika and Nazism um, to mean a negative thing because that's how they used it and projected it, never thinking that anybody's ever going to go to Asia and, and find out the original source and what it really means. And then they go to Asia and they see all the temples and people are going, what, what is the, what is, why, why so angry? You know, it's like, it's like misusing the image of Mother Mary to be something demonic. Mm -hmm. Like, why? Why? That's the misuse. That's the misuse. You lose the power and it makes you look stupid. Mm. Yeah, it's not good. Okay, Mm -hmm. so what do you think are the best ways to navigate the ascension process then from a Buddhist perspective? Okay, so basically this whole reality, and I go over this in the Buddhist Mandala series, book one. Um, I also touch on it on um, my book, um, Buddhist Guide to Manifest Parallel Realities. But basically this whole reality, this whole reality, it is maya, it is the illusion, okay? And you know it's an illusion when you, when you change your consciousness and you level up to higher um, awareness, like fifth dimensional awareness and beyond, the illusion starts to move. It starts to vibrate. Things that are solid start to kind of vibrate. You see the energy. Um, that tells you it is a lucid dream that is so real that you have been living in the stream long enough that it is real to you now. But when you start seeing the dream farther away, you see the foundation is malleable. So this is the Maya. This is the illusion. Okay. It is, and lifetime after lifetime, your avatar, I explained this, I explained the science behind this because a lot of people need the science. So in Buddhist mandalas, but your avatar changes. That's why if you ever do any kind of hypnosis, you're going to get past lives, various lives, future lives, lives between lives, all these different experiences that your soul has um, experienced all right now, but um, all these different experiences. So if you're spending all your time reflecting on this avatar, that is not the real you. It's just, it's just the equipment that you came into the experience for, for your own soul's purpose and journey. So it's kind of like if you're going scuba diving, you need the equi- proper equipment to get that experience. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the same thing. You're not going to bring a role uh, to go scuba diving. You're going to need the proper equipment. So everybody has has their avatar. Everybody has their storyline. Everybody has their life lessons, et cetera, for their own experience that they have created. And if you don't believe uh, this information, I challenge everyone to go and find any kind of hypnotherapist, any kind, doesn't really matter. It's all the same, follows the same outlines or meditation instructor which meditation is, is hypnosis. They've already proved that in science. Um, and go and look and see and experience your various parallel lives, your past lives and the different soul groups that you come into this experience for. The same people in your life has been in your life in other lifetimes. And then look in the mirror and see how much of the Maya have I believed into and why am I still doing this? Mm -hmm. And so when you see that everything is a projection of your own consciousness, then you will learn to create reality much more responsibly with more love and compassion and with more kindness. You're not going to spend your time wasting your life on these really stupid divisions 
these stupid um, boxes that we put ourselves and other people in, these limitations that we put ourselves and other people on. I mean, the list goes on. These are basic lessons, people. Move on, okay? Because the earth has moved to the fifth dimension. If you want to navigate the process that you can thrive in these higher energies easier, let go of the old dense 3d issues mm. because like that is what's holding you into those lower frequencies and mm. in the reality that um it's much slower and not as um not as enjoyable mm. unless you like pain and suffering then some yeah. people like that so i guess it's like seeing the bigger picture isn't it outside mm-hmm. of just this lifetime and seeing yourself as a, a being an overarching being that experiences many lifetimes and as a past life therapist mm-hmm. myself you know I, it. you've seen yeah, it. i've seen i've you know clients have, have been in all sorts of past lives and future lives or ones we might consider futuristic and and stepping back and seeing that overall bigger picture it's Mm -hmm. a a greater part of you and uh, I think that's part of my work is to help people realize they are you know it's special to be a human being it's a great experience but they're more than that you know step back and see you're you're so much more you are so much more and um and you're existing in so many different um ways this 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 lifetime this version of you is not the only version that you are experiencing the dharma so um so it's 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 time to cut the bs mm-hmm. it really is i mean honestly all the stuff that we see and all the different ways that we're holding each other down and all mm. you know i mean if you if you that's what you want and you need to learn those hard lessons you're going to learn it because what's happened um is See, the, the Buddhist and indigenous cultures, they have the belief that 2012 was not a doomsday. It was a year of changeover from one energy, one cycle of polarity to another cycle of un- unity consciousness. It took a little over 25,000 years for every single cycle to run its turn with the earth. So we enter a new cycle. And um, to explain what that means in our lives is when we went from the cycle of polarity, where you see separatism, etc to a unity uh, we went to a higher dimension we went to a higher energy it's fifth dimensional so it runs much like this if if it take you have to take the analogy and they've already shown this in the schumann resonance with measuring the earth's heartbeat and her um ionosphere and all these different factors that go into kind of measuring the energy on earth whenever she has these different spikes is that since 2012 she was slowly having small spikes in her energy and these spikes have been measured with predicting 9-11 and all these natural disasters etc um as we got further into 2020 and now 2021 those spikes those small mini spikes have been happening in leaps leaps and leaps and leaps not small baby steps anymore she started small and people who were aware of this like buddhists and many indigenous cultures have been waiting around for the the switch over to a new cycle to welcome it in we didn't do anything earth was already doing it she's moving on without you you can go with her or you cannot it doesn't matter it's all life lesson you're infinite infinite anyways so if you pass on and perish you come back into another experience anyways and you do it again do past life regression you'll find out so mm-hmm. there's no argument there it's done it's done so people who are over that and they want to get on to the good stuff that's what happened and so now what's happening is if 
what's changed over is the energy of earth has changed mm-hmm. and so many people are tuning in they're like the energy has changed the air has changed reality's changed i don't get it i don't know what, they know something's different but what's happening at first i didn't notice it but now more and more huge energy has come in um over the last decade and it's like this analogy when you're um when you're sailing okay if you're third dimensional sailing you're you're trying to do it all yourself there's a lot of push pull you're spinning around in the harbor not getting anywhere not getting out of the harbor wind comes through a new energy comes through it pushes you over you don't notice anything the energy gets a little bit more it pushes you a little bit more you're still doing the same thing not thinking and recognizing that the energy has changed. The wind has picked up speed. Okay. Um, maybe you're being fourth dimensional. You're going, okay, well, I need to work this way and then go from A to B to C or whatever. And that's fine too. You're going to work a little bit harder, but you're going to eventually get out of the harbor. Um, and then big whooshes of wind comes through, like whoosh after whoosh after whoosh and that's what's happening with the energy of earth is she's bringing in these huge energies um, and she's changing her frequency up to the higher dimension and the way that you thrive in these higher dimensions is to one recognize that the energy has changed and two that you don't have to try so hard to get from point a to wherever your destination is is going to be however the the tools to take advantage of these big wishes have changed the tools now is you'll be working with other people um you can be working smarter not harder you know there's so many different ways in which we can do that and when you bring your sales up and you you work with other people and you're working in unison you're going to get out of the harbor to the tropical destination that you want in so much faster because a couple of knots will take you across the world so much faster than kind of mm rolling and meandering like you used to that's what's different that's what's changed so you're saying that the energies are conducive for our own ascension if we go with the flow with it and do our inner work and all of that but not be paddling against the current it's easier than we think right it's much easier than we think and the people who are paddling against the current and trying to force something and and this and that whatever it's like if you're being third dimensional and all this wind is coming through and you're still traveling and just trying to sail in the old way that you have sailed, not recognizing the change and that you have to use different sets of tools, um, you're going to be fearful. You're going to be doomsday. There might be a conspiracy against you or something. <laughs> you know, all these different things are going to blame. Um, oh, this person didn't do this or this person did that. That's why I'm not going anywhere with my, my trip. All of that stuff. So however long you need to pedal in the water in circles, you can do it however long you want. That's your journey. That's how you're going to learn. If you want to learn and get beyond the harbor, step aside and actually start paying attention Mm -hmm. to what other people who have gone beyond where you are Mm -hmm. are at because they figured it out and you could do it too. Mm-hmm. Well, something I want to pay attention to is this concept of the Merkaba. And um, I'm really interested in this. So 
in the description of your book, Buddhist Mandalas, it says that everyone is traveling between parallel realities in their Merkaba, right? So please, can you explain the concept of the Merkaba and us traveling between parallel realities within it? I find that fascinating. Yeah. So everybody's already doing this. Now, um, in reality, there has to be um, a contrast in order for reality to exist. Okay. There has to be an up and a down, a right and a left you get it the basics that's just the way samsara samsara is a buddhist word for creation that's the way creation exists everything in creation has to have something to reflect back to it otherwise if there's nothing to reflect back to it how would it know Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. okay so that's a basic concept of um duality not to be confused with uh the third dimensional cycle of polarity of the duality of of that Okay, it's a totally mm-hmm. different concept. But basically, the, the concept of creation is that there had to be a contrast. So there's that contrast. Now, the thing is, is that in Buddhist Mandala's book one, I go over the basics of sacred geometry. And um, I explain through many, many religions in world history, now and in, in the past, and the scientific understanding, if you need the science to understand it as well, that every single person Everything in creation is made up of two halos. Um, there's one big one that is your human energy field. It's a sphere, people. It's not flat. It's a sphere. The science behind it, it's a sphere. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you also have a smaller halo or a sphere around your head because your head also creates energy. So everybody ha- and it's in the covers of the Buddhist Mandala's book. Everybody has a halo around the head and a big human energy field. Mm. That is your mandala. In Judaism they would call it your merkaba. In y- Hinduism they would call it your Sri Yantra. Um, in Zen they would call it your yin yang. Um, so there are a lot of different names. In Native American they would call it your uh, your whirling log. Um, you know, the swastika for the way it energy moves. That's another way of seeing it. These are different ways of seeing the same exact thing. So the point is, is that you are energy. That's what it says. You are energy. And that energy field, you can actually see if you go to a website called Sound Made Visible, soundmadevisible.com. Um, they have a service. They, they do research for medical um and science but they have a service to the public where you can say your voice um and then they will imprint and show you what your voice looks like okay that is your mandala in ancient times uh, monks and nuns would use singing bowls and sound and frequencies to see what your mandala will look like this is how they can recognize okay uh, the mandala of a teacher is coming. It looks like this. Or they would go through meditation and kind of tune into the frequency of that um, that person to locate where they are in the world because everybody has a unique energy signature and they've already proven this in science. So that is your Merkaba. And Earth has one herself because she's mm-hmm. conscious and you are an aspect living on her. Mm-hmm. You are like the cells in her body. Yeah, it's a great way to put it. So the Merkaba is like an energy field all around you and each one has, each person has their own energetic signature. You're born with it. You can call it your soul if you want to. You are born with it. Or you're like an Ovada body, you're an orb. Okay, it's your energy. It's your unique unique signature. Lifetime after lifetime, you're going to change your avatar. You're going to change your storyline. You're going to change, you know, the different things 
And like, like I said earlier, do past life regression, you'll find that out. Um, there's no argument at that point. But anyways, um, you can all that's going to change for for all intent for different purposes that you came into that experience for. Um, but what's not going to change is your energy field is the same. Mm. But okay. the Merkaba is often represented as that Merkaba shape, you know, with the with the lines. What what does that represent? It's that's the same it. thing. It's just a different way of seeing it. Okay. Okay. Nice. It's a different way of seeing it. So I explain the science behind it and how you can take how does a Sri Yantra equate to 432 hertz which is the sound frequency of a human being you play 432 hertz into a, a sand plane you're going to get the Sri Yantra symbol boom it's just going to show up how is that you know if you look at if you look at the energy field in the human aura human energy field and you look at from the top view the mm-hmm. way the energy moves it moves kind of like an S I don't know, kind of like an S. It looks like the yang yang symbol. Mm-hmm. That's just the, it's the same thing. You're just looking at a different perspective. Uh-huh. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So if you if you're looking from this version and you're looking at the way the energy field inside your your mandala, your Merkama is moving, it's gonna look like a swastika because it's the movement mm-hmm. of your energy. <laughs> So many different ways. Um, everybody's been meditating and finding it out and testing it out. And they've seen the same thing over and over and over again. It, um, it's not a cult. You work up by your mandala. There's, there's nothing occult. There's nothing satanic. There's nothing negative about it. Any of those t- people who, quote, quote, teach a negative perspective about these symbols, these sacred symbols, which are different ways to see your energy field, don't know what they're talking about. Okay, because I've already proven it in science. I've already proven it in ancient um, uh, murals and images in Buddhism. The argument is over. You're a Merkaba, your energy. Get mm-hmm. over it. <laughs> now, how do you want to live this incarnation in this avatar and the storyline that you have come into? That is what you're here for. Mm-hmm. Don't waste your time arguing and fighting with other people about how they create their life and their experiences. Absolutely. That's their journey. Okay, yeah. So taking energy center, looking at the healing approach, how would a Buddhist approach healing of the body? Would there be an energetic approach in Buddhism? Yes. And just really quick with the la- to close up the last question about your Merkaba. As you work on your um, awakening process, your ascension process, which is leveling up the energy field of your mandala, of your, your energy field, your Merkaba, um as you do that and as you work on releasing and letting go of um dense issues in your life um then you will raise your energy field you raise this this frequency of your merkaba mm-hmm. and as you raise you will no longer be a fit to a reality that might be a lower dimension mm-hmm. you will mm-hmm. have to shift it will happen automatically reality will shift your your consciousness into another version of you in another reality that matches your frequency and that mm-hmm. it will it happens so quickly that you don't know you did it until all of a sudden you see something in your reality that is different than what you first experienced it mm-hmm. okay so everybody's familiar with mandela effects 
there are people who will who will vow that they saw Nelson Mandela die in prison. They watched it. They saw it was an event in their house, and and he, and the fact that he didn't die in, in prison and became a president of South Africa still blows their mind today. They don't they don't know how they did it. It it is done in the level of consciousness, and the human brain is one thing that we know how to measure consciousness. We're still learning how to measure the field of the heart, but the human brain has already scientifically proven that we can perceive up to 11 dimensions of reality. That means we can perceive up to 11 levels of physical reality. Mm-hmm. I'm just talking about the fifth, people, because trying to get you to the five, which is an <laughs> entry point. It's a basic entry point for all the other ones where all these, these ancient um, civilizations, what you call aliens, or whatever reside at these higher levels they've Mm. gone through all this stuff Mm. this is where the polarity splits off in in this reality it goes either positive or negative in terms of love unity and understanding isn't it so where it's been a very much a mix in this reality 5d it will be more along the lines of much higher vibrations love compassion oneness it splits here doesn't it well the thing is is that earth Everybody. Earth brought everybody because everybody's a cell in her body. <laughs> you can't leave without the left arm. <laughs> so, you know, she brought everybody. She brought everybody living on her body mm-hmm. with her to higher levels. But she's so loving. She's going to let you be 3D if you want to and bring up more of the 3D so that you learn mm-hmm. how to overcome your 3D issues so that you know how not to repeat those issues and so that you learn to be fifth dimensional and create in the higher energies Mm -hmm. if you want to be 40 and see everything do everything in a leaner linear pattern that's fine she'll let you do that you could do that she'll bring you more of what you are Mm -hmm. manifesting and wanting Mm -hmm. and you can in that linear fashion that you know how to create reality from and that's fine and then you're going to get to a point where you're like okay i'm tired doing the steps i'm ready to zigzag to the, to the better experience faster mm-hmm. and then learn to be fifth dimensional awareness. And so um, everybody's getting the lessons that they are going to get so that they can learn to create and experience um, these this higher dimension uh, much better. So have compassion for the people who are 3D in your life because you're, every, sing, every single person has somebody who's 5D in their circle. All right. And have a passion for yourself if you're 5D in a circle of a bunch of three or 40 people because you're holding a lot of weight. Yeah, I can For them to figure it out (laughs) and and try not to like get sucked into their melodrama because they're still trying to figure out the same lessons they've done how many lifetimes over again. But that's okay. You know, you're infinite. So that's it. It's a lot of compassion for all levels. Yeah, it's a lot about rising above the everyday 3D things. And I feel very much like that. And and even, you know, everything you see in the news or what have you, um, I just... I have an adver- aversion to, to drama. I just... I can't... I know. <laughs> I, 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 um, you know, just not, not to... Uh, just to quickly answer your question about the healing of the body. So I actually did a podcast interview with about 5d frequencies and um, energy healing with um, Gerard. I can't remember his last name, but he's on my podcast on, on my YouTube channel. Mm -hmm. And we actually do an extensive hour, hour and a half interview on your chakras. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And how um, scientifically they've proven that different areas in your chakras hold dense issues mm-hmm. that relate to certain um, life traumas or issues that you are dealing with in your life. And so when you address the issue that may be stuck in this specific chakra point or um, this area of your energy field, um, which relates to a certain chakra, but when you deal with the trauma that relates to that specific area and you address it and you forgive it and you resolve it and you learn from it, um, they have found in science that um, one, your energy field is healthier and is higher. And that specific area in your meridian um, is no longer stuck. It's no mm-hmm. longer affected. Okay, so um, when you see yourself as energy, okay, if nothing here is really, really real, and it's all just energy work, what do you do to address the stuck issues? Mm -hmm. How do you create issues to lower your frequency? They're called these, these human melodramas. These are the things that create stuckness in your energy field they keep your frequency down. And so if you want to raise your frequency, how do you, if you're an energy, how do you address that? Well, you can put a bandit on it. It's still going to be there and it's still held in your chakras. And, and they've done this in, um, in hypnosis research where when you look at the specific issue, whether it's in this lifetime or in a previous lifetime that you're carrying on, because it carries on in your mm-hmm. chakras, mm-hmm. it is removed. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I think emotional That's work, what healing is. Yeah, inner work and emotional healing is a lot to do with uh, cleansing our chakras and we can um mm-hmm. do energy work like literal visiting a healer of course and that's helpful but I've always been in favor of of digging deep within the subconscious mind and finding mm-hmm. that repression and right. uh, and shining new light on it performing healing techniques and uh, and then you know, yeah. your chakra, it winds up shining much more brightly and you feel yeah. better day to day. Um, exactly. Well, and you learn not to repeat the same uh, decision that had created in the first place. Mm-hmm. Okay. So um, this whole life experience coming into samsara, the creation to experience another go around for whatever reason. Okay. Um, not everybody comes in with issues. So if you don't come in with issues to deal with and you already come in healthy and balanced, you don't have to start new issues mm-hmm. in your energy field. Okay. So if you learn the lesson, don't repeat the bad habits that caused it. Okay. Mm-hmm. How many, how many people have had that girlfriend that keeps on attracting that, that horrible husband and they divorce one and they find another one. And it's, it's the same domestic abuse. Mm-hmm. It's just the same husband. They never learned. They haven't learned. Mm-hmm. So and often there's repressed trauma that causes them to sort of subconsciously inadvertently seek the same again. It is about becoming aware and breaking the cycle. And, and you know, a lot of kids grow up and they break the cycle from what they've yes. experienced with their own parents. It is that awareness and breaking the cycle, isn't yes. it? Yes, yes. And a lot of times, especially if you do um, if you if you do hypnosis or you do meditation. And I, and, I mean, I... You know, I, I, I do hypnosis in person. I do hypnosis um, remote. It works exactly the same way. You're still going to talk to your, um, the oversoul as in everybody. You're mm-hmm. still going to talk to your ego, your immature ego that has no clue about things. You can still train your ego that way. Um, if you have deceased loved ones in the past um, that, that you want to talk to, you can 
still bring forward your deceased loved one and talk to your deceased loved one from the other mm-hmm. side. Uh, if you're working on something and you don't have a deceased loved one, but you're working on something and you want to talk to I- Sir Isaac Newton about something, if you're a physicist, you could talk to him, bring him forward. He'll tell you the answer. Mm-hmm. Um, you could bring forward anybody um, in hypnosis. And then if you um, have, you know, dense issues on your bodies you can also bring forward that issue to ask where did it come from when did it come from and deal with it and address it and heal it Mm -hmm. and heal all of your um your energy field so that you you kind of go out good and like yesha used to say after he would do a um a session with with a with a person is now don't go and repeat the same habits don't go do it again (laughs) So you got to learn. So you could do the healing. And this is what a lot of people, because I, I think I've done like 24 interviews on my podcast with a lot of different types of healers. Mm. They're all the same. They all reach that delta or that theta gamma brainwave, mm. that high meditative frequency, just using different methods, mm. is that um, when you get into that state, that's when you connect with consciousness. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, and this whole experience is about coming in and living the best experience that you can. So if you came in with some dense issues from previous lifetimes, get to the bottom of it as quickly as possible, address it, learn from it, don't repeat it, and then start creating reality and your life much more responsibly without repeating the same bad habits. Mm -hmm. How many times, how many lifetimes, and how many times in this life do you have to keep going through that bad relationship to learn? I probably shouldn't keep attracting the same guy yeah. <laughs> and that's so, part of ascension isn't it learning the lessons that life brings and then you get given different lessons <laughs> to, to get yeah, you, through <laughs> well you give different lessons but that what do you think ascension is ascending Learn. your energy field ah yep, learning how experience. do you yeah and how do you extend the energy raise your energy field up if you don't have a physical body and it's all amaya you work on the dense issues that mm-hmm. are lowering it down. Clean out your aura field. Raise it up. You see, it's, it's that's basically what it is. It's so simple. It's so simple. People think there's a lot of things to do. But no, it's just, it's all about you, baby. Just clean up your issues. You got issues of life. You got issues with people. Look in the mirror and be like, why do you, like, mm. like in the United States, we have a racism problem. Mm. <laughs> Mm. Okay. I'll be honest. I'll be honest. Okay. But we are also one of the most diverse melting pots of a country in the whole world. Mm-hmm. I'm going to, uh, to be honest, to be honest, in terms of like amount of people from a lot of different backgrounds, the United States is a multicultural, multiracial, mm-hmm. multinational experience. It's, it's an experiment in consciousness. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Oh, and there, see what happens. <laughs> so uh, we're we're learning and we're growing, and like a butterfly, it's always scary. There's all a lot of turmoil, you know, all that kind of stuff. So, um, you know, some people are drawn to certain things, some people are not drawn to certain things. Um, but you know, I do, I do know that um, I have a lot of um, hope for humanity and especially for the my country of the United States and what it's going through because through the messiness and the chaos we always emerge stronger and cleaner and better and we learn from it hopefully sooner than later but um it's all an experience anyways and the thing is is that when I do um when I do 
hypnosis and I even when I do meditation I do meditation myself and in meditation I get into those those high theta gamma brain waves mm -hmm. and I see my parallel lives and my different lives anyway so sometimes I escape into those ones I'm not sure if you do it Nikki do you ever escape into different lives sometimes um, oh yeah similar to that yeah so I, I meditate every night before I go to sleep I'm doing a lot of that at the moment and uh, my inner vision kicks in because I make sure I get right to the verge of sleep there so I'm literally in the delta brainwave state uh -huh. I'm just struggling not to fall asleep and then you know my inner vision opens up and I find myself all kinds of places past lives lives between lives other realities places I don't even know where <laughs> so yeah and then do you ever do you ever get like I do like I get um I get another version of myself in different life talking to me going hey Vaughn <laughs> yeah blah blah blah, 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 blah. and you're like Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I did a, a video about that not long ago about actually being able to meet a past life version of yourself. So instead of experiencing it yourself, you can meet them because they exist too. They're part of your higher self. They're mm -hmm. infinite too. So it's a multidimensional uh, kind of reality where you can experience being that person as a memory, but you can also meet them too. It's a multidimensional nature of yeah. your higher self. <laughs> yeah, you can help yourself. And 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 I want and and so you know, when, when it comes to healing, um, so, so let's get into the, the, the van stuff for people who are already there at fifth dimensional. Okay. So, um, and just, just really, really quick. So fifth dimensional, like, like third dimensional awareness is, like I said earlier, it's just construction of forms. Um, fourth dimensional is linear going through in progression and humans we're, we're still going to be fourth dimensional in a certain way because we have the concept of time so that we can see growth and you know see things move in a certain fashion so um but fifth dimensional awareness is like the power of now being in the present everything exists right now and when you do um like past life regression or any kind of hypnosis or any kind of meditation and you get into those theta gamma brainwave frequencies that they prove in meditation um you connect to source itself mm -hmm. you connect to source itself yeah, that's it. and, and and source itself god allah i am whatever you want to call it it doesn't matter i'm not going to argue over the, the logistics but um you connect to source itself and when you get to source itself that is the level where um you pretty much can change your dna if you want to you can heal anything you can connect to anybody i mean it's basically just like source code like you go into the source code and that's what it is so all time exists simultaneously at that point mm -hmm. and um and it's not going to do what you're low level 3d ego wants to do so is not gonna um like control people or manipulate people because that's like such basic lessons so <laughs> you do that in 5d it'll pop right you'll wake up but um but when you get to that state the thing is is that when when people are getting into their spirituality and they get into their fifth dimensional and they're learning different ways to kind of navigate reality and zigzag, like I said, zigzag, get to the experience they want to faster. They're going to come into the six senses. And I, I get a lot of people who, who, who can contact me from all around the world because everything's through inter internet um, who go through consultations and they have worked on their awakening they're working on their ascension. Um, they need to remove some some kind of issues to kind of raise their energy even further, and that's fine. 
And then they come into their six senses and they get maybe one or two six senses and they're struggling. Mm -hmm. They're struggling to deal with it. They're struggling to adjust to what I call spiritual six sense etiquette. Mm -hmm. Okay. And this is the leading edge experience. Okay. So um, like manifesting parallel realities and shifting between different parallel realities by making the decision in each um, junction to choose love over fear. Okay. That's, you know, choose the most loving option. The most loving option will always get you to the higher reality. You'll eventually get there. There's multiple ways to get there. That's a sixth sense. Okay. Mm -hmm. Shifting parallel realities and being aware about the multiverse and shifting. That's a sixth sense, but there's other six senses that many of my clients around the world um, come to me for. And um, that's like uh, being telekinesis, for instance, moving things. Well, not everybody is comfortable with that. And so you might not want to move that pen in that board meeting. <laughs> okay. Cause you do that. You might, somebody in, in that room, may not be ready for that and they may still believe in hell and demons and they may think negatively of you and so mm -hmm. that could hurt um your opportunities in that company so it, that's what i call spiritual etiquette like kind of gauge mm -hmm. um same thing a lot of people who are empathic in this space and they're getting further into it um they will automatically read and sense everybody's issues it's overwhelming uh and they they won't be able to function in society because they could feel everybody's problems since everybody's mm -hmm. just projecting their problems because they don't know how to deal with it. They're feeling it all. And so how do you, as you're working on your spiritual awakening and you're raising your energy and you're getting more of these six senses and they're amplifying, turn it up. Mm -hmm. How do you, how do you exist in society? You have to learn boundaries. Mm -hmm. You have to learn to shut it off. And you also have to learn spiritual etiquette. Like, it's not for you to tell somebody else that their spouse is cheating on them. Mm -hmm. If it's not, if it's not meant for you, it's yeah. not your journey. Okay. It's not we... for you to just tell all the news mm. just because you can hear it. So it's quite an important topic because I think where we're going, there will be no more secrets. Everything will be known and it will be shared. And I know that sounds difficult and scary for many. For yeah. some people, yeah. Um, I mean, I'm not talking about some kind of intervention from the um, the elite or whatever, where we're all hooked up together with electronics, mind to mind. I'm talking psychically here, where where we do where things are known and shared, but I, it's so very possible to close off your own mind. So if there's something that, that perhaps you don't want to share with others, you, mm -hmm. well, as I always say, it's closing the doors in your mind and, and visualizing that happening. Um, and just in the same way, it's, uh, it's not the best thing to read others. Uh, yeah. Without them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's true it's true and so like I have clients who watch my book interviews they read my book they think this is all fun and dandy and stuff and then they're like I read Buddhist Mandala's book one and you said you're going to rewire my consciousness but I had all these epiphanies and all of a sudden I just feel like I have this like download and all of a sudden this this I'm able to do I don't know if there's any correlation I'm like okay are you fine are you okay and they're like yeah, but then this weird thing happened and I need to understand it so I can be at peace with my reality. Mm -hmm. So then, we, you know, we will, um, yeah, what typically we'll do is um, I will do like online hypnosis sessions 
with them to first of all kind of clean out the gunk clean out their 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 um incarnation and the and the dense issues in their life the things that are coming up in their life lessons so that they learn to clear it up and that will raise their energy and then um and then typically what my clients would do is as they start coming into their um spiritual six senses and they amplify we will just have monthly or quarterly check-ins and so um if they if they like like I had a client who was like I gotta talk to Yvonne I'm like what's happening and she's like uh I am channeling and I'm channeling in the middle of board meetings and it's embarrassing (laughs) and I'm like okay all right well how do you feel when it happens okay when you have that feeling that's when you know you're all of a sudden kind of like checking into that state so um let's practice a couple of basics so that you can have it in control because there's a time and a place for everything mm-hmm. okay and so you still have to function in this reality you don't live in the spirit world you can just kind of go woo you know there's a there's a there's a balance mm-hmm. there's a you know physicality spiritual balance that you have mm-hmm. to do and um this is the reality that we're getting further further into and so um we need to like like in old days um when people had children or they had themselves had these issues we're not i wouldn't call them issues but they had these new um skills that came online what they would typically do is put their kid into a monastery and say my children or my child has this this specific gift I don't know how to help them can you help them and the monastery would help them and explain to them what's happening with consciousness what's happening with their reality and how they can learn to live peacefully and socially etiquette Mm. with their new sixth sense Um, and that it's not a scary thing but it's a new sixth sense then you just got a spiritual growth spurt Mm-hmm. <laughs> and now you have to learn to exist with it. So I'll give you an example too, because a lot of these clients, um, if they're adult, they're going to have kids, and their kids are going to have, likely have some spiritual six senses. So um, since they're not going to be conditioning their kids with uh, low frequency belief systems, um, and they learn, they are ty- typically going to attract to themselves higher frequency kids. And um, I usually don't like to talk about my children with my interviews but I'll but I'll give you an example so my daughter loves to color okay so before a hypnosis session sometimes before my client before I do a, a client hypnosis sessions she'll just color me something and she'll give it to me and I'm like oh this is cute so she gave me this one okay if you see this picture oh, that's really cute. isn't it cute yeah so she has this coloring book with of all the pictures she picked the one with a Victorian house a red roof two unicorns she put one as a rainbow unicorn and one in this black cloud mm-hmm. okay and then there's like this like half crescent moon so i was like oh that's cute thanks honey so cute i had a client that that day come in and what and it's actually put on my youtube channel under the hypnosis reincarnation playlist but what happened the client had a past life where she was victorian housewife living her husband lived in the castle with a red roof (sighs) in the current life she is with um her boyfriend who is a twin Mm -hmm. one is light and her other one everybody always said he lives in dark he's depressed he's uh but he and he he took his own life Mm. he was in the dark 
Right. He took his own life, so the light and the dark of the two twins. And then in another lifetime, here's the crescent moon. In another lifetime, um, she was a Muslim. Right. Oh, I see. In the Middle East. So, so isn't had, that funny? So she was quite drawn to that picture with her intuitive knowing and gave it yeah. to her. And, yeah. And of all the colors that she picked, she picked the exact ones that my client was wow. going to bring forward oh, in her hypnosis intuitive. session. What's the likelihood? It's happened many times. <laughs> many so times. Cool. So. So I'm just kind of like, hmm, okay, I won't show my client till afterwards because I don't want to influence them. <laughs> yeah. But then I just, I just go into it and what comes forward. So um, my, my daughter is intuitively knowing exactly mm-hmm. about the tool of hypnosis or meditation, knowing exactly what the mm-hmm. deal is, mm-hmm. but she doesn't have the word. So she just draws it. And yeah. she says, here, mommy, give this to your friend. And I'm like, okay, oh, here you go. That's so lovely. That's Isn't so it lovely. cute? Yeah. But anyways, but that's, that's, that's very, that's very, very normal. It's not always like that. Um, Cause she's still, she's still my five-year-old and we still argue and butt heads about brushing teeth mm, and, uh, and, I, um, <laughs> and um, not eating junk food all day. So she's still a kid and she still needs, um, you know, proper parenting and so forth, discipline, structure, order, all that kind of stuff. But I do, um, kind of encourage her in things that she likes to do like coloring and stuff and I do keep an open mind mm. with with some boundaries so um, and I talk to a lot of um, parents who are coming into their awakening they're coming into their six senses and they're trying to learn how to deal with um, and apply spiritual six sense etiquette to the new growth spurt and at the same time, they're asking me about the children who are exhibiting certain abilities as well. And they want to foster that. But sometimes it can kind of scare them, the parent as well. So their sixth sense is scaring them and their kids' sixth sense is scaring them because they don't understand it. Mm-hmm. So don't go to someone who's going to be telling you anything negative about their experience because they obviously don't understand. Yeah, absolutely. Um, My eldest daughter. The greater... mm-hmm. Yeah, my eldest, she's very uh, intuitive and she often says, what I'm saying what I'm thinking before I say it and mm-hmm. and if if I've been uh, talking with someone about something she'll come along and and uh, bring it up even though she hasn't heard what's been said so she's very intuitive but anyway so just they already know to... they just know right into it they just yeah like, mm, they already know very awakened indeed uh-huh. just, um, back to this the chakra point so can you tell me about the earth chakra point and the energy portals because I was uh, looking um, on your website and I saw that you had a lot of information about that and I was just really curious what yeah. your take on it yeah yeah so um, the earth's chakra points is built the same exact way as our human energy field mm-hmm. so um, like where all the pyramids and megaliths are they're actually on top of the high magnetics of the earth mm-hmm. and they're all in equal proportion to one another all over right. the earth and so um a lot of her her chakra points have activated and um like sometimes you, you look at the internet and somebody will post a picture of just a random field and there's like this beam of light that goes up in the ground they're like what the heck is this that's that's one of her chakra points just lighting up um but the ancients have figured out that like and you could do this with dowsing rods if you go hiking which is a great exercise everybody Mm-hmm. Um, is just you know take a dowsing rod, uh, walk around England or wherever you are, and um, go and find areas where the the 
the dowsing rod would kind of spin and go out of control. And mm-hmm. that's where, you know, oh, there's high energy in this specific point. And typically what you'll find is you'll find like a fairy ring or a circle of mushrooms in a circle, or you're yeah, finding like trees that kind of like curve in a circle, mm, kind of like there's a portal in the woods or something. Um, but, you know, you, you could do that also where there are megaliths and pyramids and it'll point you right to the megalith or pyramid. So that's the chakra points on the earth and um, they're all equal and um, they're all connected. And that's basically um, that's basically the energy field of the earth. Mm. It's mm-hmm. fascinating. My husband loves all that. When we occasionally yeah, find so much, like, the kids love it too. Yeah, like a mushroom circle. Sometimes we find half circles. I haven't quite grown all the way around, and the trees that grow off to sort of one side at an angle and then up. And my, my husband loves to say, "Oh, look, there must be an ed- energy vortex there." There is. <laughs> yeah. There is an energy vortex, and um, I. I'm on like I am driven to figure out how to properly activate the Merkabas because we have portals within our energy field. Okay, mm-hmm. our energy field, the Merkabas, the mandalas, we have portals inside us because that's how we are able to go from one reality to another reality by working on our, our dense 3D issues and our human mm-hmm. issues and learning how to create reality more responsibly. Mm-hmm. When we do that, we are shifting the portal within us to another reality. We're shifting to just because uh, all you do when you travel between portals, theoretically, is all you do is you just change the energy around you, mm-hmm. you know, and you just pop into a new reality yeah, and that's, that's when you know same. like oh that's different that's not what I remember last time yeah and hypnosis you know? is great for that you know that I mean I I'm, can't wait to start uh, doing my sessions again because I really miss all that and uh, and helping people to you know there's so many purposes for hypnosis but one of them is helping people to sort of change frequency so they can yep. sort of slip into another dimension and see what they experience yeah I just recently had a client who came in because he was he he wanted to get some understanding of what was going on with his reality because him and his mother had this argument and his he was like he was telling his mother, he's like, no, you got your divorce in 1994 because I remember that year specifically. It was a, that's when I ran away and moved in with dad. And he had all this backstory for how 1994 was the year that he got, that, that his mom got married um, to somebody else. It was a very pivotal point. And she's the mom now is like, hmm. what are you talking about? I just, I didn't marry so-and-so until like five years ago. And he's like, no. And he just, you know, it just, so he came reality. in to find out different reality. It's like you know what your mom is still your mom it's just another version of your mom and it's a healthier version of your mom because the version of your mom in the past that um that divorced and got married remarried in 1994 had more problems so you change your perspective you change mm-hmm. and healed a lot of the things in your life and saw things in a different way a much more appropriate way that you manifested a healthier version where you got a healthier mom mm-hmm. isn't that wonderful yeah you helped your mom out by seeing that she could be better than what she was mm-hmm. and you're experiencing it. Mm. So uh, w- when it comes to self-improvement then, so perhaps practices or values and beliefs. So what like top three concepts might be central to a Buddhist way of life um, in terms of practices or values? Well, I mean, they're, they're you know, the four noble truths, um is basically a kind of a a a set 
of tools that you can use to look at the issues or the dense issues that keep coming up in your life that you're still working on trying to transcend or kind of like um, not repeat certain habits that you don't want to experience again. Mm -hmm. So um, look into the four noble truths. There's nothing religious about it. It's just one, life is suffering. Um, Two, attachment causes suffering. And people are attached to more things than physical. Sometimes they're attached to ideas and concepts that Mm -hmm. they need to let go of. Mm -hmm. Um, So, and then... um, Three insights remove suffering. So if you like, like, like I said, past life regression, hypnosis, meditation, to look into the causes of issues that really provides insight. And when you see that, you're like, oh, I see. I was having a hard time letting go. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, so insights. Um, and then the fourth one is living the eightfold path. And the Eightfold Path is very, very simple. It's just a correct thought, speech, action, livelihood, understanding, effort, concentration, and mindfulness. So in my, my book, um, Buddhist Guide to Manifest Parallel Realities, using the Four Noble Truths at Eightfold Path in the age of consciousness, because we're all getting conscious uh, at some point, um, that just that goes over the Four Noble Truths, um, which the first Buddha, Siddhartha, um, Gautama or Gautama anyways the first Buddha I always get his first middle name mixed up but anyways his the first Buddha he 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 found those um, through meditation and that's just a tool that you can use to address your issues so that you can transcend them and you can move on to the, the good stuff so and stop repeating the the habits that bring the old experiences up so the four noble truths is very very um, good tool and there's many many other other tools whatever works for you use it um and then the other thing is samsar is just another word for creation, okay? And everything that exists is samsar. It is creation, okay? And um, one of the things that I found with samsara um, is that a lot of people just don't want to, they don't want, they, they, they want to escape their problems they don't want to deal with their problems they don't want to learn how to you know create reality more appropriately or better you know they just want to check out they want to check out they regret incarnating and that's fine you know after this incarnation don't get born again stay in the spirit world but you're gonna get bored that's it so so you think you can choose and um oh you can to come back because it's more entertaining and there's more learning experience to be had here than on the other side where it might be more harmonious yeah yeah so and I do hypnosis or what even if you do meditation you'll find out that many people have had lifetimes outside of earth and it's not just earth lifetimes Mm -hmm. we've had lifetimes in other planets and other universes and other dimensions we've Mm -hmm. had lifetimes in the spirit world and we have jobs and lives in the spirit world as well Mm -hmm. so um when you see that samsara has so many different things to experience and they're not all negative um you could you you may choose to do another round you know but this and and so or if you don't want to experience anything in creation you don't want to experience what it's like um you know, in the spirit world, uh, you're kind of done the spirit world, you don't want to incarnate into any physical reality, you don't want to be, you don't want to know what it's like living in the Star Trek reality of Earth, (laughs) you know, um, if you don't want, if you don't want to 
travel and explore new worlds and meet new cultures. If you don't want to know what it feels like to be in an intergalactic earth, if you don't want to know what it feels like to incarnate in a reality where everybody can just pop in and out from different dimensions um, whenever they feel like and they want to, um, that's fine. If you don't want to know what it feels like to, um, instead of sending your kids uh, to different colleges, to different universities and different planets. You know, there's a lot, there's a lot in Samstar that you don't even know about and you're already saying no to it. So, but once you go to the other side and you see that, oh my goodness, this can get really, really good. But That's why say, it's so addictive. Would you say Samsara is not just the earthly reality, but also other, other say extraterrestrial places as well? It's everything in creation. Okay. It's everything in good. There, there is nothing that is not God. Okay, so samsara is not just earthly reality. It's everything in creation. It's everything. So, so actually, I write this in my book too, and I, I sent you the book cover as well. I'm, I'm not sure if you can can share it. Oh uh, no. no, it's okay. Um, I, I put it in the last email that I sent you. But anyway, samsara, just in short. Okay, so um my understanding and there's different like I said there's different understandings for for it but anyways there's a baseline okay that's what we call the Buddhist heaven or nirvana and when you go into hypnosis some people come straight from nirvana where they are consciousness they don't know anybody else they don't know anything else it's just like a it's just like a blue screen okay but if you but consciousness decided to experience itself and ex, and so what it did was it created um, creation in order to incarnate into all these different versions of itself so they can have different experiences and watch its different experiences through you, through I, everybody else and kind of experience it directly and learn and grow and appreciate itself. It's a gift that mm-hmm. consciousness gave to itself. And so what it did when it decided to, this, to do, um, it asked this question, what would it be like to not be me? Mm-hmm. okay well, that, curio- curiosity yeah your your consciousness your your lord your everything everything is you you don't know anything else you don't know anything else so you're just you everything's you what would it, would it be like to not be me and so by by having that initial question and being ready for expansion what the nirvana did was create that I'm sorry, it created the duality, created the polarity, mm-hmm. up, down, right, left, you know, whatever. So it's like an S in the middle is nirvana, and then there's um, the different experiences. So everything is samsara. Mm-hmm. Okay. Everything is samsara. So what, well, how does what we do in this lifetime Im- impact other lifetimes, like our next life? How will it impact our next life? Well, I would say um, look at your people in your life. I mean, there's, I think there's like 8 billion, those last count, maybe more now, 8 billion people mm-hmm. on the planet right now. And you're probably only experiencing maybe 10 people on a regular basis out of 8 billion. Okay. And if you do, if you do hypnosis or you do meditation to take a look at your different lives, those people, majority of them are probably the same ones in all the different lifetimes. They're called your soul group. Mm-hmm. Now, um, you don't have to cross, be cross with one another 
to incarnate some people incarnate because they just love each other and they want to just you know experience another um experience another positive experience with people that they love you know it's like, it's like taking a vacation with people that you love so um but if you do have people in your soul group that you are cross with um forgive the lesson learn the lesson let go of the charge that triggers you about that lesson about that person um, and have compassion for yourself and for them um, so that they can learn and grow from it and and then learn to create your reality much more um, healthy in a healthy manner mm -hmm. so you'll live the rest of this life getting into the good stuff and creating the good stuff and not having to repeat the same bad cycles with the same mm -hmm. people over again mm -hmm. and then in your next life if you choose to do another go around in samsara um and you have people that choose to do it with you like your soul group you guys can create um you know much more positive happy things about having to learn the same old lessons and change roles trying right. to learn the same old lessons yeah so, so it's quite karmic isn't it it is really yeah i've had i've had so many clients who are like oh my god how many lifetimes did i figure did I need to figure out that one lesson? Yeah, that's it. <laughs> but the funny thing is, Earth, when you incarnate into Earth, you don't have memory of all the other lifetimes. Mm. You kind of go through amnesia. So it, it's what makes Earth special because everybody comes here and they kind of level in the same playing field, unless you do hypnosis or meditation to kind of get insight. Mm -hmm. You don't, you kind of have amnesia. Mm -hmm. And so you don't know you're doing the same old habits until you do it. You're like, why does it sound so familiar? Mm. That's a challenge, isn't it? The forgetting. Yeah. I know there's abilities yeah. that like you're taking the same test over again, going why, why? <laughs> yeah, until you figure it out. That's yeah. right. so. What are your top tips then for escaping the suffering associated with samsara? What would you recommend? Well, I, I would I would say um, you know learn the four noble truths, and I have a great uh, worksheet in that that book, uh, Buddhist Guide. Uh, where it's called the Matrix of Delusion Worksheet, where you can, you yourself or anybody that you want to can, you can all sit together and you can all look at the issue at hand that you want to address and then everybody can, can fill out the worksheet and then just get everybody's opinion and, and then you'll, you'll hear all the different ways in which you can address the issue in a much more positive way and learn and grow from it, okay? Mm -hmm. um, and don't be afraid of um, looking at your, at your, um, your inner demons or you're doing your own shadow work. Okay. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's just clearing up the, the negativity in your life, the gunk. All right. So, you know, it's, it's spring cleaning. <laughs> that's really, we're just doing spring cleaning. Once you do the spring cleaning, then you can move on about continuing to add clutter and mess to, <laughs> to your, your, your house, your mandala. Mm -hmm. Okay. So um, that's a really, really, great way and a great tool that you can use to um, create reality much more healthy the other thing is um, right now earth is going through you know people of earth earth is doing her thing but people of earth um, they're going through their own lessons and and stories and so forth and it's not everybody has the same lessons okay you're if if you're not um, attracted to it uh, then it's probably not a lesson that you need to learn. You probably don't need to learn the lesson over again. You know, unless you're really, really pulled in and attracted to that lesson, then then you'll be part of it. But if there's any kind of movement or something going on that you, you do support, um, there's many, many different ways to support it without getting into the thick of it. 
Okay, you can be a bystander and support through lots of different ways. Um, you know, charity work, volunteering, different things. Um, you know, th there's a lot of different ways to do that. A lot, of, and like like um, a lot of corporations will support a lot of different um, campaigns and things that they are really energized about through different ways as well. And so it's not just about make about uh, giving money donations, but they will. Um, do kind of like a trade with their product you buy this we'll 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 plant a tree or whatever so anyways but don't feel guilty if you um are not going to actively be part of some kind of turbulent um campaign or thing going on because um it, it goes it goes both ways if somebody's trying to give you a hard time for not being part of some kind of movement well why are not they're not part of all the other movements going on mm. Do good deeds See? help with your do good deeds help with your karma? Do you think? Yes, good deeds do help with your karma, because um, good good deeds will create kind of like a positive balance. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. so don't create negative karma. Don't create negative karma. Is just basically another word for unbalanced mm -hmm. perspectives. Mm -hmm. Okay, unbalanced perspectives create imbalance in your life. And those unbalanced perspectives that create imbalance in your life will eventually manifest into a physical experience. Mm -hmm. They always do. What you think and feel always manifests into some kind of physical experience. So uh, that's true. the process. So, um, so if you really, really um, are adamant about something and you really, really dislike it and stuff, that feeling and that dislike is going to manifest into experience where you're going to see physically mm -hmm what that experience um, is all about and then you can still decide at that point oh do I really want to stay in this experience or is this is not me mm. I just realized this is not me yeah I always think there's quite a crossover between karma and manifesting because if you're stuck on that wheel of karma you're stuck in the energies the vibration of what you're creating therefore you're manifesting what you're creating it's there is a big crossover there I, I found that when I've been there wondering is. about it yeah <laughs> there there definitely definitely is so um yeah so that's that's what i'll say about that with the, with a lot of the, the different things going on is if you're attracted to something and um it's probably for you and it's probably part of um your life experience and that's fine but if you're not really really compelled or attracted to it then mm -hmm. it's probably not for you and there's other experiences that you mm -hmm. can create i i have a lot of clients who don't really get in Involve with a lot of the current affairs melodrama going mm. on in um in my country of the united states mm. but um but they're more focused on um on you know kind of building the the fifth dimensional and working mm. with those energies so they're working on trying to create a um a cbd product line to help animals feel good in their dying days wow. or in pain you know they're they're working on how to grow um like cannabis and working on how to get that um in a way that people can digest it without and you know feel good about it they're working on um creating um uh, meditation retreats where people can come in and they can commune with earth they can commune with um you know, different dimensions or whatever, and they can get healing and just kind of get kind of like peace, mm. you know, the, so they're working on all these different things. And so um, everybody's working on something, something different. So there's a lot of different ways we can experience um, 
our reality. Mm. So I know that during these sort of tough times, what has helped me through is focusing on helping others uh, to right. feel to feel better. I know you work very hard and and you're very busy and and you're trying to help others too. What what would the core messages be that you sort of try to get through um, to help people in your work? What kind of core messages do you try and get across? Well, you know, um, in my hypnosis sessions and even in my meditations um, that I do, I get the same message from the oversoul for every single one of my clients. So I ended up putting in these basic sentences. And this is what the oversoul wants every single person to know. You've always been enough. Use the gifts and the resources all around you to create a life that you want to experience. A life full of joy and love. And the spirit world will nudge you through synchronicity. And you could do it. And that's the same message to get over and over and over again. So um, focus on your life and focus on creating the best version of you. Um, and enjoy each and every single moment because that experience is unique. That's very well said indeed. Mm-hmm. Awesome, awesome. It's been really wonderful having you um, on my podcast and my channel here. And it's been a pleasure to learn so much about Buddhism from you. Uh, thank you so much. So where can people find you online and uh, and purchase your new book that's coming out as well? Yeah, so um, you can go to my website, which is Merkaba Chakras, uh, Merkaba, M-E-R-K-A-B-A chakras after seven chakras.com and um there you can just click on the book they'll take you straight to my amazon page or you can go to amazon and just type in von galt v-o-n and then galt g-a-l-t like who is john galt and just click on the author's name and it'll pull up my author profile and all my books are there um i i do other books too i create bridal bouquets books um for weddings and then i also do coloring books for kids and mm. and then the the buddhism series which um i am working to complete but uh buddhist mandala's book one explore parallel realities with sacred geometry that is out right now and that one will rewire your consciousness to a fifth dimensional level um the the basic study of sacred geometry wasn't given to yeshua which is what you would call jesus in the west in the east is isa or yeshua was his real name um but we didn't give him sacred geometry teachings and that was like the very last lesson so I just start you of sacred geometry. I just cut through the BS. You get the sacred geometry. Oh, that's and then yeah, I, I go backwards. I go backwards. So you typically you typically learn the wisdom teachings and then the Christ consciousness. And then you learn about the samsara and then you get to the how everything's created. I just go backwards. I just start with sacred geometry first. That's rewire your consciousness, reset. And then the second book is coming out next month. So be on the lookout for that. Um, and that's Book two of Buddhist mandalas, which is Christ consciousness of a multi-dimensional Merkaba. And I go into um, the Buddhist understanding of what it is to be fifth dimensional awareness, crystalline consciousness um, in your Merkaba. So um, anyways, so we'll, we'll, we'll get into that later. So be on the lookout for book interviews about book two, because we're going to level you up into um, your crystalline nature. Um, and then, you know, 
that I'm going to take a break. I'm going to try to get that on Audible, take a break. And then hopefully by the end of 2021, I'll get back into writing and finally finish book three of the Buddhist Mandala Trinity series, which will completely round off the whole experience. And you'll get um, to understand the whole sojourn of what we do here for awesome. so yeah yeah so a lot of this stuff a lot of people are not very aware of because they don't understand the um advanced studies in buddhism because they're still working on the basics mm-hmm. so but some people are beyond the basics there's a lot of star seeds and ancient souls that are beyond the basics that are mm-hmm. ready for the higher level um knowledge and okay. that's really where i offer that Awesome. Well, I'll put links in the description below this video and below the podcast listing then uh, to your books and to your website. It's been fantastic, Ron. Really informative and great fun as well. You're lovely to speak to. <laughs> oh, thank you, Nikki. And blessings for you and your new book as well. So thank really you so great much. Thank you so much. Okay. Then. Thanks.